The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs and marketers. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, we're going to discuss in-house SEO and AI for SEO content. Joining me is Michael Farr, who is the Senior SEO Manager at Paylocity. Paylocity is an HR and payroll software company driven by tech innovation in a legacy-dominant space. Paylocity prioritizes employee experience and makes payroll software for employees that want to use it. Today, Michael and I are going to discuss challenges of in-house SEO for SaaS companies. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay. Here's my conversation with Michael Farr, Senior SEO Manager at Pilosity. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. So, you know, this is kind of near and dear to my heart, the whole concept of SaaS SEO, partly because, as you know, I spent a long time at Searchmetrics. And although Searchmetrics was an SEO company, we were an SEO company that was a SaaS company, right? We sold software. And so we, we obviously did a little SEO ourselves there. But on top of that, like for a better part of my career at, at Searchmetrics, SaaS SEO was on a massive climb, right? You know, dominant brands like Salesforce and others exploded in the market during my tenure there. And so this whole new channel or this whole new vertical of SEO became a genuine force. I'd like to just start off by kind of explaining to our listeners 
how SaaS SEO or why SaaS SEO is different from other verticals and, and how you, you see the landscape. Yes, and I did have a little experience on the agency side to begin with, so I can speak a little bit about that difference, although a large part of my experience has been in-house. I think the first thing that comes to mind is particularly like the product page experience. I think especially when you compare it to e-commerce, there's not as much opportunity to rank for a lot of keywords with your product keywords, which is what your product team would love. They'd love for you to show up for all of these very specific product keywords, like in, in my instance for a payroll company, you know, payroll solutions, payroll software. In many cases, for a lot of B2B SaaS companies especially, those types of queries are owned by review sites. And Google is very obvious about that. And it's very hard to break into that above the G2s or the trust radiuses of the world. And so I would say that you know, in-house B2B SaaS SEO is very content driven. You, know, you, you are going to have, of course, your target keywords or product pages, but a lot of it is convincing your stakeholders of the value of investing into that top of funnel content of getting into people's headspace to where when they're always searching for your brand, you're coming up. So that's different than like an e-commerce site, which there's a very clear conversion page that you're landing on for size 12 white Nike shoes or whatever, whatever it might be. In our case, a lot of times it's trying to dominate the thought space of a particular industry. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, I think, you know, one of the interesting things about the concept of SaaS SEO and just like the approach for it is that you have to kind of go outside of the general like focus of what you're trying to do, right? You're not just selling CRM software. You're not just selling payroll software, right? You're going beyond that scope and you're actually focused on what are the value adds to the reader, to the user, to the consumer prior to getting them into that whole funnel of like, I'm buying software now, right? Like that's just such a brute way of trying to market your product through SEO. Curious to get your perspective, Michael, on like, how do you think about that? How do you plan for that in SEO? What's the approach there that our listeners should take? I think it's getting ahead on their questions. So your prospects might not know the solution that they need. And this is particularly an issue for like very new kind of innovative companies that are pitching products that have never been pitched before. They're not going to know what to search to find your product. And in many cases, you know, for Paylocity, we're kind of putting spins on the, you know, the traditional payroll space. And, you know, we'll have discussions about with my, my product marketing team about how to name certain products in a way that, yes, conveys the innovation, but also is communicating in language that the market's already using. So as an SEO, what I try to do is figure out what questions people are, answer, are asking, like what problems they're having that my product would be able to solve. You know, an instance for us is we're really big into tax compliance. So early on when I started at Paylocity, I just kind of started realizing after publishing some content that Google was really rewarding us for our tax content. And so, hey, let's double down on that because that seems to be working. And so now we do all sorts of content on asking, you know, people asking questions, you know, what is a form, form 1099? What is a form W-2? When are payroll taxes due? And so answering these very general questions, you know, maybe it's not a direct product link, but we're winning the goodwill of likely payroll professionals who are searching these queries and then exposing them to our brand as they're reading. You know, we always have product CTAs kind of prominent throughout that article. And, you know, you, you don't always get good conversion on all that content. But again, like I said, there's, that there's not always those obvious ways to get those product pages ranked. And so you try to do as much as you can with the top of funnel. A lot of content exposing people to your brand um, over a lot of different queries. 100%. And what's the, what are some of the common ways in which 
you all think about this in terms of like really meeting the customer, the future customer where they are, right? I'm, I'm kind of curious to really unpack maybe the tactics or the approach because I feel like sometimes with SaaS SEO, it, it, it feels like it's a vacuum, right? It's like, oh, you could be everything or nothing in terms of what you write about. But there are real clear strategies and approaches to defining, carving out keyword topics, defining, carving out customer personas and segments that you then build useful and value content for those, those audiences. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just to go back to what I said before, you know, I think as an SEO, you have to evaluate what's working already, especially when you're coming in to a company that hasn't done a lot of SEO before. For us, it was tax compliance. I mean, there's any number of topics that we could cover in the HR and payroll space. What was working though was our tax content because Paylocity has a long history of publishing, you know, compliance alerts. And years and years of doing that has given us apparently authority and credibility within Google to show up well whenever we publish additional content on that. So when I came in, I you know, directed our team to double down on that. And that's our best performing content now. So that's what I would advise any you know new SEO coming into a, a big company is figure out what works and get those early wins, you know, because that, that's going to get you the momentum you need to maybe push into some other new spaces that your company hasn't even explored yet. We also, you know, have recently started going into places like Reddit or Quora to kind of get at those questions in a different way. Like, you know, you can use SEMrush or any tool to find those keywords. Right. That's pretty traditional, but we're like, we're not really getting as much as we want from those. What are people really asking? And so we've actually, we have a, we've started building out a content calendar for this next year over what are people asking on Reddit and then seeing if we can outrank those questions uh, because these are likely customers, people who are hanging out on the HR and payroll Reddit threads are professionals who are in the market for our type of product. So get creative in where you're finding those questions. You can look like an online forums, like I'm describing, you can talk to your sales reps, you know, they're, they're talking with customers every day and they know the pain points, figure out what those pain points are and address it with your SEO content. That's absolutely right. I mean, I think there's, there's just so much value in exploring the, the non-traditional places where your, your customers might be asking questions and looking for information. We're all too, I think, accustomed to just using the third-party tool, right? Go, go into SEMrush, give me a list of keywords, ta-da, we now have great content for our SaaS product. Not, not exactly how that works. Um, and so it's great to see how, how you're thinking through some of those more directional ways to reach your audience. So let's, let's kind of shift gears here a little bit. Part of what we're talking about today is challenges in the SEO space, right? Challenges for SEOs that are in SaaS. And I'd like to get your perspective on what are some of those top challenges that you're seeing and how those are maybe changing or evolving in the current SEO landscape. Yeah, I think the first thing is what I briefly mentioned before is how do you get past some of these review sites and show value for your SEO when you're not able to directly rank those product pages? Because it's very difficult to show ROI when you're trying to rank content, for instance, you know, there, there isn't always that direct visitor to demo or, you know, form fill, whatever it is for your site uh, when you're talking about blog articles. And so I think there's an analytics problem of trying to make those connections between people who are visiting your site and then who eventually convert. And I've not seen anyone who's doing it perfectly, but you have to try to draw those connections in somehow, somehow. And I think that a big part of that is having honest conversations with your executives or your leaders uh, right up front and agreeing on metrics uh, because metrics, website analytics are always a little bit fuzzy, but if you can just plant that flag in the ground, this is what success means for us. I think you're going to have a much better time. Uh, you know, I've been in roles before where success wasn't as quite defined and it caused tension. 
because you couldn't justify what, what SEO is doing uh, because, you know, SEM is so much easier to measure and you can measure the, the CVR and how much it costs and how much, how many leads you're getting a lot easier than some of this top of funnel SEO content. So you just, it's just, it's just harder. I think it's harder just to show that, that return of investment and you just have to be more intentional about getting on the same page with your leaders about that. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Yeah. And I want to take a quick segue on that because I think a good detour here is in a unique one, right? Like one of the things I find funny about SaaS SEOs when we talk about like metrics like CAC, in particular, you know, customer acquisition costs, for, for those of you who don't know what it is, like is a very funny beast when it comes to SEO, right? The, the cost can be a very nebulous concept for SEO, which makes it very difficult to create a genuine CAC. And I'd just love to get your point of view on that one because it is a pillar. It's a tenant of measuring SaaS performance, but it's really hard for SEO because the cost component of it isn't uniform. It's not like paid ads or brand channels. You know exactly what the cost of that investment is. Uh, whereas in, in SEO, it's, it's kind of hard to figure that out. So what's your take on that? Yeah, I don't think I have a perfect answer, but you know, the way that it, it's worked for us in Paylocity is that you know, the SEM and SEO teams are, we share goals. And so it's not so much on SEO, you have to hit this number or SEM, you have to hit this number. It's like collectively we have to get to a certain number. And then I work closely with, with our PPC team to balance that out. And you know, I am accountable to a certain channel. And you know, so it's not completely invisible or unaccountable, but there's flexibility there in that, hey, okay, SEM picked up the numbers this month, SEO picked up the numbers. The next month, as long as overall as a marketing team, we're hitting our, our goals of customer acquisition costs, we're not concerned about the granularities of each particular channel. And maybe that's not going to be as easy a conversation at uh, some companies. Uh, for us, I think there's just a level of trust, though, that some channels are more measurable than others, but we recognize there's inherent value still in some of the harder to measure channels. And you know, we share goals and that's how, that's how I'd answer that. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. And I, I think that's one great approach, right? Is sharing goals with other channels to create a more blended CAC um, as, as they typically call it. Um, but also I think that there's, there are other mechanisms where companies have, especially this time of year, right? We're, we're recording this episode towards the end of the calendar year, but it, it, it's equally important as the beginning of the year starts 
to establish what your cost KPIs are going to be or what your cost inputs are going to be to determine a very strong CAC in the in the SaaS SEO space. This is just something that very few SEOs, especially when they're new to SaaS, really spend the time thinking about is that cost is a key variable to measuring your success in the SaaS world, right? So kind of transitioning to, to other challenges, I'd like to get your perspective on where the functions of SEO and SaaS are kind of meeting different challenges. So specifically thinking through like technical SEO and content SEO, how it's really the challenges are different between those two kind of swim lanes. Yes, well, you know, the, the tech challenges are going to depend largely on the nature of your site. You know, I, I previously worked at, at Zoom Info and we had a site with tens of millions of pages. And so the tech challenge there was quite similar to some e-commerce sites that have sites that large where it's, you have technical SEOs on, on teams like that that are practically developers. And, you know, you're working in, in sprints, trying to work with the development cycle. That's not the case with Paylocity. You know, we have a, a much smaller site. Um, so the technical SEO isn't quite as much of a challenge. But you know, whether you're talking about tech or content, I think there's the common challenge is resources. And sometimes coming into companies that especially have primitive SEO programs, they haven't done it before. The challenge is, why do you need those resources? Aren't, aren't you the SEO team? You just you know sprinkle your dust on it and go. And the challenge I think every SEO needs to come in with is how do I convince people to work with me? And that working with me is going to benefit them as well. And that goes for developers, when you need to work on tech SEO projects, why should I put your issue in my sprint? Well, because it's going to help this metric dev team that you're accountable for. And so if you can kind of convince them, it's, it's, you know, it's the classic when, you know, when friends and influence people, convince people that helping you is also, also helping them. So yeah, the, on the dev side, it's, it's getting into those sprints ahead of all the other dev tickets that are, that exist because, you know, every company that I've been at never, never end to, the, to those tasks. And on the content side, just to repeat what I've said before, it, it's proving why you need to use this internal writer because, you know, it's harder to show ROI on what they're going to write, you know, so proving that top of funnel value. And this is especially hard when you have teams that are separated, you know, the SEO team doesn't have its own internal writers. You're trying to pull from other teams. There can be some conflict there, you know, trying to siphon from, you know, a corporate marketing team, if that's where your writers are, or a brand marketing team, if that's where the writers are. And I've had, I've had challenges like that in previous roles where, you know, the, the brand team had a, had a specific goal that they wanted their writers to work on. And it was more thought leadership. They weren't really that interested in the keyword side of things. And, you know, it was like trying to beg from them to, hey, I, the keywords are valuable. Please let me use some of your writers. I've been fortunate enough at Paylocity where I've been able to hire internal writers as well as have my own agency. And that's helped me be more autonomous in proving out the value of, of the SEO-driven content without having to use too many of the other team's resources. But as we've been successful in that kind of autonomous SEO operations, sure enough, now more people want to help us. So be successful in what you do. Show the metrics, reporting, reporting, reporting. You can show that it's working. People want to join what's working, especially when a new leader comes in. You know, They want to be able to latch onto something that's working. And if you can prove to that new brand manager or that new dev manager that working with SEO is going to make them look good at the company, that, that's your path. Yeah. Oh, I love that last piece there. I think at the end of the day, regardless of you're in SaaS or any other vertical, building those relationships and creating that trust with the key stakeholders, whether it be product engineering, whether it be content, leadership, that's just so critical to any SEO role. But then on top of that, right, it's the uniqueness of of SaaS where you're not dealing with like these 
megaplex websites, these these marketplaces or these e-commerce sites or these big, you know, media or news related sites where there's just a constant, you know, throttle of of content, you're actually dealing with like targeted audiences, very specific personas, and you're you're building business cases for them to find value in your product. And that that I think is just such a unique component to both the technical, but then also the content approach to SaaS. I think one of the actually the biggest challenges is less related to dev and content, more related to product. I, I find that that's where some of the tension is for, for my, in my experience, um, where product marketing, you know, they want to emphasize a certain type of messaging that is not aligned with like a search friendly messaging. And so those conversations can be interesting. <laughs> you know, I, I referenced that before. You know, where they where they're really interested in kind of redefining a particular product, and you're like, well, yeah, but that's just a survey tool, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> that can be a challenge, and you know, it's just, it's just it's a series of compromises, and you don't you don't need to win every battle, but you need to show goodwill and you know be able to help other teams, even if you're not directly getting something out of it. It's kind of a little investment for the future. But yeah, and, and also you know like a very particular problem to Pilosity, and I think probably other companies have this is you know we have all these different product pages, but Really, like we have one core product, our payroll product, and you know, prospects can't get the other stuff unless they get that core product. And so trying to talk to product about why we should still be promoting these other product pages has been an interesting conversation because it's really obvious to us as SEOs, you know, we, we have all these landing pages that we want to rank keywords for, but then they're like, well, yeah, but you can't get those without the core product. Right. You know, like, yeah, but people are still asking about these sub products. And so by introducing to them, introducing these to them through keywords, that'll hopefully lead them to the core product that they need. Yeah. So it's just a different world and, you know, we, we can get kind of wrapped up in our SEO bubble and, and forget that not everyone understands uh, the language we're using or, or the strategies we're using. And uh, it's really important for us to develop those cross-department relationships, especially as you develop as an SEO manager. You know, we like to kind of be in our SEO space. We love being the, you know, the expert in the room about SEO. But if you can think of yourself more as a, a marketer with the SEO focus, it's going to win a lot of goodwill with people who then are going to see this, this, this guy's on our team. He's not just like the guy in the, you know, that guy in the corner. He's actually trying to help our product with all this keyword stuff. No doubt. And that's a great place for us to wrap up this episode of the Voice Search Podcast. Thank you to Michael Farr, Senior SEO Manager at Paylocity for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Michael and I are going to discuss scaling SEO content with AI. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Michael, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company's website, paylocity.com. Okay. Thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs. 
because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Hold up. 